Hey guys, it's uh, Designated Driver again, uh, at least an episode of. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing a little bit more of uh, this uh, driving type of podcast so that I could give you multiple daily snippets of information that I find important and or interesting, but also, um, yeah, because if I'm going to do like a formal podcast, I do want to give you guys more information. And if it is going to be on a visual medium as well, um, I do want to have more things to show you. So um, right now I don't feel like I have that per se. And uh, soon I think I'm probably going to be getting somebody that I know, a family member that have found some Pokemon cards like in their closet and stuff that went digging for them. And some of them are actually pretty nice. They're actually pretty collectible. They're from... A bygone era that like produced some pretty interesting cards um, but we'll go over it with them uh, I have to see whether or not they want to be on a, on the podcast um, this particular individual is like like has a lot of energy and would be super cool to have on so as soon as I know I'll let you guys know and the way you'll know is that uh, they'll be on the podcast um, they don't know a whole lot about what they have. Uh, they don't know a whole lot about what the value is. And so I'd be walking this individual through how to find the value, where to find it, uh, how to potentially gauge what what condition it's in before sending it in, if it's worth sending it in to grade with the PSA, um, and all those factors. Like, what would somebody offer in terms of like a service to send in your cards what would somebody offer in terms of like selling it for you a consignment like there's a lot of different ways if you don't want to do the work yourself to basically get somebody in either in a cut or as part of uh just them helping you with processing um the grading of the cars themselves so there's a lot of ways that that you can participate in the collectibles market without necessarily like going onto eBay and selling it yourself because either you don't either have the camera equipment or know exactly what to put down, what information to put down to list. Um, you may not have like a good enough projection to where you don't know if you want to spend any marketing dollars. Uh, all those things uh, matter, right? So let me talk a little bit about what went on and what were my costs and what I made when I sold my uh, PSA 7 uh, Gold Star Charizard, a uh, Japanese Charizard. It wasn't first edition. Um, and so let me let me break down the, the prices of like what a pristine PSA level 10 would go for. So a pristine... PSA 10 uh, first edition Charizard Gold Star would fetch around 2500 A non-first edition drops down to about 15 A Japanese first edition drops to about 12 to 1100 or so. Then from there you drop to about maybe like two thirds of that for a non-first edition 
uh, Japanese Gold Star Charizard at PSA 10. So that would lead you to around 8 to, let's say about 850 for a PSA 10 um, uh, Gold Star Charizard. So mine was a PSA 7. Already a 9, between a 9 and a 10, you can expect anywhere from like almost uh, 70% to 50% of and or steeper, depending on how new the card is or how old, etc. Or how many within, within the given population of graded cards uh, are 9s and or 10s, right? Because a 10 is going to be a lot more rare. Uh, in condition than uh, a 9. So there's a steep drop off between a 9, 8, and 7. So what it sold for on eBay uh, was $152. Uh, now I did everything possible to like maximize the amount that it went for, etc. and whatnot. I did a little bit of uh, Facebook marketing. I made a a small post it wasn't perfect and maybe I should have started off with a different PSA graded card and worked my way up to sell this uh, this gold star which is significantly rarer than any of the other cards that I own um, and that's fair um, but I was kind of excited and wanted to try it out so I went with this route um, so the price is basically it's more or less within the ballpark of what it probably should have sold for i was kind of expecting in pie in the sky range of around four hundred dollars but that might have been pie in the sky i still made out uh making a profit on this card um considering what i bought it for what it took the money that it took to grade uh and uh, shipping included it uh, also including the marketing that i spent for the card itself um, truth be told, uh, in how I went about marketing it, I might have actually helped other cards within the same uh, category, basically. I may have helped other higher graded English cards probably sell for more um, with the money that I spent on marketing because I did notice that another card um, that was in English and of a slightly higher grade basically um, pop up maybe two days after me but it started to go for a lot more money so there may have been I may have reached the audience that I wanted with my ad but my product in particular was not what that audience was looking for so if I'm probably gonna drop money on marketing it would probably do me some good to have the best possible option to actually sell uh, the best product available for for somebody with a high number of dollars to actually purchase so those are things to think about in terms of uh, in terms of uh, marketing in the future uh, strategies to contend with when uh, thinking of selling another graded card and uh, whatnot so um, what else have I been thinking about in terms of like flipping Pokemon cards and or other collectibles and stuff um, the notion of uh, like top anchors so there's this uh, there's a there's a lot of different phenomena when when you're dealing with a 
more or less active market of buyers and sellers. You, you have a, an, a certain amount of demand and a certain amount of supply. Um, when a supply is higher, sellers want to basically create a race to the bottom to sell as quickly as possible to turn around and be able to buy something else and sell something else. Uh, flippers, um, but more than flippers, they're just they just want to you know make their cash, make their profit, and and be on their way. Um, this doesn't hurt the market. This doesn't like I. I can't pretend to hold any judgment on people that just want to make money. Um, it's irresponsible to do so, and it's not correct because the market will always act like the market. But within the market itself and actions that one can take as a participant, um, one can kind of hold and or uh, maybe not buy out, but maybe one can hold and or offer uh, a certain range of prices for a given amount of time. Uh, and the ones that are cheaper are going to go faster, but... Um, they'll go first and if you hold and other people price similar to you then the price will slowly creep up because a seller is not willing to sell for less now if one doesn't necessarily need the money one has a little bit more power and or authority to basically put a price down um how effective one can be over the long term, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm sure it's something that happens somewhat often uh, with a bunch of other products, etc. Um, uh, but it kind of also creates kind of like a price floor, uh, if not kind of artificially so or whatnot, uh, or maybe even naturally so. Because one can believe that something is worth something and hold a price to a certain level. Um, but anyway, those are some thoughts. And in terms of uh, Pokemon cards, it would be interesting to see kind of like a standard uh, come about for like uh, graded cards in whether or not, uh, depending on what the top price is, whether there is like an established like um, percentage of top level that a lower graded card can fetch, or whether or not there is like a a bottom that a card should be sold for, uh, as like a means of practice for other sellers and people within the within the industry to follow, like essentially guidelines but not essentially colluding on price but for the industry itself to somewhat maintain a level of health a level of uh, um, profit uh, so that the practice can continue for there to be um, a greater influx of uh, of either card shops participants in general uh, collectors, um, people that would want to grade, people that would want to collect, because if there is an established bottom, then there is kind of 
like a a sense of value that that a collector can have about their cards that they know that if they decide to sell that there is some inherent value in what they own and so somebody that wants to get like a PSA 1 of uh, any particular card they can kind of like well okay so if I buy this at the very minimum I know that it's worth worth this much an X amount of dollars um, and so if they get in at the bottom it is more a practice of speculation than of uh, because if if the top level card goes above a level where the bottom card the PSA 1 would 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 rise then that's where your speculation is at so uh, those are some of my thoughts um, in terms of like what what can be done for uh, collectibles in general um, but everything would have to be graded in some way and not everything is so that would be kind of difficult to implement but it would kind of be interesting to see if it popped up in uh, in forums etc or something like that but anyway uh, so the, those are my thoughts uh, on this commute and uh, right now I'm going to go in and I'm going to see if I can uh, stream some uh, World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth because as of right now it is live and uh, yeah I'm going to see if I can play with my friends so um, I very much want to get to making that podcast episode. Um, but I do want to do it the right way, and I do want to provide you guys with a certain level of entertainment and of uh, content. Uh, so hold tight, and uh, I will do my best to produce the best content possible, um, but also in the most uh, timely manner. But in the meantime, I do hope to give you guys more value, more insights, um, and, and also uh, different kinds of information, because I do like to talk about sciences um certain social aspects of of our daily lives as citizens here in the united states and or of the world um so yeah uh thank you guys for joining me in this journey through this podcast land and uh i'll catch you guys uh i'll catch you guys later probably most likely tomorrow morning so thank you guys and uh yeah designator out Hey guys, welcome to another designated driver segment. Um, it is, what is today? Wednesday? Tuesday? Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. No, no. Let me check. It is Tuesday. Dang. Week is moving really slow. Anyway, uh, today was a pretty good day. Um... Uh, we managed to go to a thrift shop today. We went to a Goodwill store. And uh, I had left my gym shorts at home. So instead of going to Walmart and buying yet another pair of $10 shorts, I went to a Goodwill store and I went to go see what I could find. And what I found were a 5.11 uh like i guess it's called tactical gear (laughs) a pair of shorts and a pair of nike shorts i picked them both up they were about five bucks 
um, I went to go check one out uh, on eBay to see what it what the tactical one was selling for and it's like easily 20 bucks so I made 15 probably off of uh, well short of uh, the shipping and stuff and probably the dollar fifty or the two bucks for their ten percent uh, so that puts me at what five plus what four for shipping says so nine plus two eleven I make eight dollars off of missing out on bringing my shorts <laughs> at least on one pair of shorts right so uh, the other ones the Nike ones I don't know exactly what it is but I'll find out we'll, we'll figure it out <coughs> earlier today I had recorded I thought I had recorded an episode talking about uh, keto but uh, as I was adding on like background music and stuff like that either the file corrupted or something happened because it disappeared and I couldn't get it back so it's gone so I gotta re-record it so here we go so uh, I was thinking yesterday about um, a post I had put up on Instagram where I had stated that uh, ribeye steaks were or are at Stater Brothers right now at $4.99 a pound and for ribeye steaks that's pretty cheap because usually it's almost $6.99 um, or if not like at least two bucks more per pound right and uh, each steak is roughly a pound worth of meat um, and usually for like a family of four or whatnot like that would that would start to get kind of expensive because not only do you have um, not only do you have the meat to contend with which is usually the bigger portion of like the entire meal we also have either rice, bread, soda, um, salad, dressing, cheeses, like, well, cheeses could still be part of the meal, but in any case, like, you've got a lot of things that you add on that add cost to the meal, and a $5 meal will go to basically close to an $8 or a $10 meal, and that's like cooking it yourself, and that could get kind of expensive readily on a daily basis if you're not too careful as to why people don't usually spend money on steak because if you could save like three bucks or four dollars per pound on the meat let's say you get chicken or uh, something else where you're spending like two dollars on chicken and then you can have like the other things which is like another three bucks then you've got yourself a five dollar meal well, because you don't have all those other things, you can spend five bucks on meat and not have to worry. Your cost is roughly the same. And considering what I know now about meat having a decent amount of actual vitamins and minerals, um, that there are effectively no required carbohydrates that you need while a body can become deficient in vitamins and or minerals those things are not necessarily something that you have to get from a carbohydrate and now why am i so averse to a carbohydrate 
good question. It turns out that a carbohydrate, as far as I know, for the human body is an inferior building block compared to fats and proteins. Now, what, is, what does that mean? Why would that be? Well, if this is how I was told or compared, this was the analogy. All of your cell walls are basically made out of fatty lipids. That's what they're called. All you have to worry about is basically that it's like these chains of fatty acids held together by either proteins, etc. or whatnot, right? I'm not a biology major. I studied engineering, not biology, but you get the point. So, and that's all of your cells. So that goes from your toenails into your brain cells. Like everything has a more or less a cell wall and all of these cell walls are made out of these fatty lipids slash acids slash proteins, right? Okay, so if you take a regular functioning cell wall and you equate the strength of this cell wall to a piece of iron, etc., some standard building material, let's say a piece of wood, just so we're not taking things to an extreme. Let's say you're building a house out of wood which is pretty standard, it's not the most expensive house, and it's not the cheapest house either, right? You're building a house out of wood. It's pretty standard, like everybody can agree that, you know, a house made out of wood will stand, will keep you dry, etc. or whatnot. You'll have a happy life living in a house made out of wood. Okay, now, if you tried to replace a load-bearing wall And instead of using wood, you decided to use styrofoam for trusses and or like columns to sustain said wall, the house would collapse. Same goes basically for all of your cell walls. While it may function, now you have a point of entry, a point of weakness on that cell wall. You are increasing the probability given that you're applying this weakness over billions and trillions of cells in your body, now you're running into like an order of magnitude that's like significant with statistics, right? So you're actively reducing the effectiveness of your entire body by consuming carbohydrates and having them replace your cell walls with inferior segments of cell wall right if you do that long enough you're gonna mess up your body and we're not even talking yet about insulin insulin resistance uh like type 2 diabetes like we we haven't even begun to like scratch the surface on how bad a carbohydrate can be on the human body right so we're, we're not even we're not even scratches i'm just letting you guys know on a super basic level why I don't like eating carbs and as to the moral aspect of it if I can in any way shape or form eat more sustainably grown more ethically uh, grown meat uh, and locally grown meat and 
and pasture grazed and all that stuff if I can do that with my meat then then I would rather take that than to actually eat plants because plants in general also are not you know what they're calling free from you know causing harm to humans and or other life forms because they will level entire forests to plant like in farms in other places to grow nuts of various sorts, cashews, etc. The people that 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 will go ahead and and uh, harvest cashews can get poisoned if they don't like wear gloves, and a lot of them don't. And like, there's a whole lot of stuff that can go bad and will go bad, regardless of the stuff that you eat. So we all have a responsibility to eat more sustainably and to as far as we know to lower the impact of our choices right to lower the harm of our choices so that that's how I'm going off of like as far as that debate goes but apart from that in the future we're gonna have basically lab grown meat it's gonna get to a point where we're not gonna know the difference between one or the other no creature had to die in any case, whether or not you're eating a plant and or lab-grown meat, you're still eating a living thing. So in some sense, maybe it wasn't sentient, but you're still eating life. We still need to consume life to stay alive. So the cycle in and of itself never breaks in terms of us having to consume life. This is it's just our biology. I don't think that we can really beat ourselves up too much for just being ourselves. The more that we deny who we are as human beings, homo sapiens, part of the mammalian family of animals, like the more damage we're going to do to ourselves at scale. So I'm happy basically being a carnivore. I'll eat cheeses. I still like my dairy. There's some things to be said about like not not eating uh, dairy or, or whatnot, but that's a bridge too far for me. I like eating my dairy, so yeah, I'm gonna have my cheese. <laughs> that's that. Um, let's see here. Uh, so that's that's one basic breakdown as to like why I decided to go keto that's K-E-T-O and uh, a a reason as to why I feel like in the long run it's going to be worth it for me to stay keto for the rest of my life rather than just do it only to lose weight Um, and every time I've consumed carbohydrates it's made me feel like poop um Parts of my body will start to hurt. I will start to get headaches a little more easily. Um, I get super groggy in the morning. Like, it's probably as close to being hungover as you can be without actually being hungover. Um, so I'm very happy staying away from carbs and, uh, and continuing.
let's see here. I will continue this in one moment. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, just sorry, had to step away there for a second. Um, yeah, right now I'm heading home and I'm about to start my stream. I'm probably going to continue with some World of Warcraft because, yeah, the Battle for Azeroth just came out uh, as of yesterday and uh, my friends are mostly on. So I'm going to attempt to level as quickly as I can to join them at end level shenanigans and hopefully be somewhat useful in any sense of the word as a paladin tank and or be useful in uh, picking up herbs and or mining stuff for my guild. I want to be <laughs> useful. Um, because I've never really taken WoW as seriously as my friends, as other people have. And I feel like I can now have the means to a little bit. And it's to me, it's fun streaming it. It may not be the most like enjoyable thing to watch because maybe, well, my strategy in doing it isn't the best. But um, I'm trying and I'm having fun. So that's what matters to me. So if you guys would like to join me, uh, feel free to do so. Um, I'm probably going to be on mostly this week at about uh, close to 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time and or 8.30 at the earliest. Um, you'll, if you guys follow me on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, Facebook at Designated Inquirer, um, you can find me in either of those places follow me and you'll get a notification the next time I go live so um, thank you guys very much for all of your time today um, for your attention for your support it means a lot to me um, and uh, yeah I hope that I can sell these uh, these shorts <laughs> that I picked up today as well as um, some of the things that I'm going to be putting up on the podcast there's some Beanie Babies that I've uh, had for a little while now that I had picked up at some yard sales. It includes, these are some of the ones that came from McDonald's. And it even includes the little uh, Happy Meal bags. So the depictions on the bags are also included. Um, yeah. So thank you guys again. Uh, be safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. And I will catch you next time.